Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, that didn't last long, did it? Ten months, to be exact. About ten months ago, in the midst of a couple of really, really awful stories surrounding Hockey Canada, specifically the Men's World Junior Championship teams, um, the federal government pulled their funding, as did a number of sponsors and a number of different organizations that had partnerships. Like if you were paying minor hockey fees for your kid to go and play, Um, We found out that some of those registration fees, of course, go to Hockey Canada. That's part of the deal. And then they ended up in a slush fund to settle sexual assault complaints and all the rest. It got nasty. You remember the stories. Um, The public was outraged after learning about how that happened and how the organization in general handled at least two very, very high profile cases of sexual assault involving Canada's world junior hockey team. So this weekend, it was announced that the funding that the federal government had said they weren't going to give Hockey Canada anymore they would start giving back to them once again with conditions attached though. Um, Let's get into this with um, Taylor McKee, who is an assistant professor in the Department of Sport Management at Brock University. Taylor, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having me. So in the statement that came out this weekend, uh, the Minister of Sport, Pascal Saint-Onge, said, Hockey Canada has to address the issues of safe sport, toxic behaviors, trivialization of sexual violence, and the culture of silence. That's the conditions applied to this money. Wasn't that the reason they pulled the money in the first place? Like, aren't we still at the same point in terms of what the demand of Hockey Canada is to get the money back? They're still saying, well, this is what you have to do. Well, that's a good point. I mean, certainly the, we can't really say that there's been a material change no. in the way that Hockey Canada does things, except for the fact that we have, a, we have an entirely new board. Yep. And the conditions themselves, while we don't necessarily know the specifics, uh, we're, we're sort of contingent upon the fact that the, the funding was suspended, not totally removed. So I suppose that this is a resumption of funding, which is certainly the, the way this was always going to go. I do have questions about the timing of this announcement. I do have questions about uh, a number of aspects when it comes to compliance, but uh, Certainly there's been some small changes, but they appear at this point, there's no way to know for sure whether or not these are actually substantial changes or merely cosmetic ones. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that in a sec, but you say you have questions about the timing. Why? What what do you think is um, questionable about the timing? Well, it's a little strange that the announcement comes out on a Sunday, uh, an hour before the Women's World Championship gold medal game. That's generally speaking not when federal funding announcements are put out. This was a very convenient set of timing for Hockey Canada because they knew regardless of uh, the results of that game, that would be the main story from the weekend. When you Google Hockey Canada, that's going to be the first thing that comes up. Again, I hope that this is not, again, an indication of the kind of uh, of maneuvering that we're going to see from Hockey Canada in the future. I don't know if that was in the part of Sport Canada or the part of Hockey Canada, but it doesn't exactly scream transparency again no. because they knew that this this they knew that these kinds of discussions would be had. They knew that this is going to be a relatively unpopular move. Uh, so I have a little bit of a concern as to why they would do it when they did it. 
Yeah, I agree. The timing is is very, very suspicious. The the other part of the first half of the question you just asked is why they would do it. That's the question that I have. I mean, even if you're Hockey Canada, and and I think this is an important point, the the money that you get from the federal government certainly doesn't make or break Hockey Canada. They have very, well, they used to have a lot of other really important revenue streams that dwarfed what they got from the federal government. So the funding they get from the federal government, you know, sure, it makes a difference. It's important. It doesn't make or break the organization. Organization. I don't even know if they were clamoring for it to be restored. Well, it's a good question because, you know, there was a lot of people wondering whether or not this was going to be the end of a relationship funding-wise right. between the federal government and Hockey Canada. We're talking about $7.7 million. It's not a huge amount of money. However, I don't think it's so much the money so much as it is the oversight. Now, this is something that... Yeah. Uh, exactly. And, and Sport Canada has is very, very, very good at setting rules. And this is not just true in, 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 in hockey, it's true across all sports. The problem is not in setting guidelines. I talk about this with my students all the time when we talk about policy. It's so often the case that the policies are fine. It's about enforcement. So if this is a signal that Sport Canada is ready to actually enforce or, or to, to work with Hockey Canada in terms of compliance, that should be the thing that Canadians really hold the government to task for. Because these, these guidelines are fine, these strings are fine, but you must hold them accountable. So the $7.7 million dollars, not make or break stuff for Hockey Canada, but it does essentially, you know, bond the two organizations together, Sport Canada and Hockey Canada, in order in terms of compliance, and that is the key, I think, moving forward. And the conditions, um, and I don't know if it's written in. Uh, we'll pull the funding if you haven't done this after six months. We didn't de- get that kind of detail, like you say, where it's not it's not all that specific. But one of the things that the minister did talk about. In fact, why don't I just play her talking about it, make it easier? This is Pascal Saint-Ange talking about um, the conditions that were set that they have met. When we suspend the funding for Hockey Canada, it was never a matter of doing it forever. It was so that the proper change was implemented in the organization. And she's saying, and and that has happened. And like you say, aside from the board being changed, which is good, how can they identify? They talk a lot about hockey culture. They need to change hockey culture. How, how is there any indication that's happened? I think your question is an answer in and of itself, because there is no way to know, and this is why I, I sort of always bristle when these types of discussions, which have specific criteria and specific detail, like the 2018 scandal, for instance, yeah. are be- become discussions of culture. Because they, everyone knows darn well that this is going to take decades. Yes. right? So certainly a board turning over under the guise of it being an interim board to begin with. So we know that there's a finite time limit on this turnover. I think it's it's pretty uh, naive to suggest that we know for sure in any direction whether or not Hockey Canada has meaningfully changed something that we know will take so, so, so long. So you have to wonder what the criteria was. You have to wonder whether or not the, the intention was to essentially um, bring Hockey Canada to the table and maybe even force the board change once that happened, that they were going to uh, resume funding no matter what. But, but certainly it is far too early in this process to suggest that those types of meaningful things have been altered by a, an interim board turnover. And we've been talking about this primarily from the government's viewpoint as to why they would do this. If you're Hockey Canada, what's your perspective on this at this point in time? Is this, uh, is this a reprieve? Is this, hey, look, we're doing okay. Things are getting back on track. We're winning the, the PR war. What do you think this means to that organization? That's a good question. It depends on whether or not we view, uh, as we would like Hockey Canada to be doing it, or 
perhaps in, in a sort of cynical sense. Or yeah. in, in a cynical sense, maybe you could see a you know a mission accomplished banner being flown somewhere and say, okay, great, we can start to to, to change the narrative. The confusing part again is they still have not properly adjudicated and dealt with this 2018 scandal. So there is another storm on the horizon there. It's again curious timing that this will likely come out or the the punishments uh, will likely be finalized when the Stanley Cup playoffs are over. We know that the certain players have been banned from representing Team Canada, a fairly light punishment given the fact that most of those players will not have to worry about that. Um, so certainly that's a that's the sort of cynical view. If, if we hope that this is an actual change in Hockey Canada, you're sitting there today saying this is our last chance because public credibility with Hockey Canada, if it was zero in the summer, it's maybe 0.3 right now. So yeah. if you're looking at meaningfully changed Hockey Canada moving forward, this has got to be a view of no more screw-ups, we have to be on our best behavior now moving forward because we actually have someone watching our, our actions. You know, when we talk about the funding from the government and, you know, it's like seven and a half million, which is not a huge amount of money to Hockey Canada, but does this send a signal to some of the other corporations that walked away from Hockey Canada where we are talking about big, big money? Um, does this give them license to jump back in with Hockey Canada or is it still too toxic for them, do you think? I think that that's that's essentially what, what, what uh, that that's the, a really good question because I think that right there is is sort of why it's so important for Hockey Canada to get this funding back, not for the seven million, yeah, yeah, but for the stamp of approval because it puts the Teluses, the Canadian Tires, and the of the world in a very tough spot where they're saying, okay, we're going to be the ones that are going to be sponsoring with an organization that our own regulatory body won't touch. Yeah, that's not really a tenable position, especially when you're talking about the federal government has a mandate to provide funding for sport across Canada. Those corporate entities do not have a mandate to to get beat up in the press for their for their sponsorship dollars. So that money can be gone and, and taken out very quickly. So the the relationship itself is more a stamp of approval. And again, hopefully that comes with a genuine commitment to compliance. Uh, but but again, uh, it's it's basically impossible to suggest that a it corporation is. should be uh, sponsoring an organization with Sport Canada that won't touch them either. Yeah, exactly for sure. Uh, it's fascinating. We'll see where it goes from here and how much of a difference this makes. Charles, thanks so much for your time. Thank you so much. Oh, sorry, not Charles Taylor. I got my names mixed up. Apologize, Taylor. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for being here. That's Taylor McKee.